Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this beautiful Friday, the final day of April, the final day of the working week, and one more day until we jump into May. Today being 30th of April, Friday, and only one more month until we jump into winter. And winter here in the Macedon Ranges gets very, very cold. Although you wouldn't know it based on looking out the window. Today, it's a beautiful day, not much of a cloud in the sky, just a small zephyr, and today which is unusual for this time of year, it is going to be about 23 to 24 degrees Celsius. So the last, maybe the last remnants of summer in autumn before we jump into the cold depths of winter. So a beautiful day to be alive. And wherever you are, of course, I trust you've had a very enjoyable, very productive, highly successful week and that the weather's been great wherever you are as well. And looking forward to a restful weekend so we can reload, re-energize and get ready to relaunch for another week next week. So with that said, in today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about aggressive behavior. Uh, In sales in particular, there are often situations where we need to deal with uh, aggressive behavior, both internally but also externally. So often, one of the biggest challenges with organizations is internal stakeholder management. And this is no different to a, to a, I ran a session today for an organization that we were talking about this exact topic. Uh, and often, and they were sharing with me, often the more challenging situations and conversations they have is within the business itself, talking with internal stakeholders, whether that be marketing, engineering, and particularly sales. And this group today were not a sales team. They were after sales and dealing, having to deal with a lot of the challenges that in their eyes, the sales team create, uh, which, is, uh, which is something I hear of a lot. Uh, and unfortunately, sales t- sometimes gets a bad rap, but I think salespeople and sales leaders in particular need to take a bit of responsibility for that in terms of the expectations that we set and perhaps sometimes the delivery of our behaviors and delivery of the actions don't necessarily match the expectations that we have set. And hence, the impressions we create can sometimes be a little bit warped in terms of the internal uh, imp- impressions. So I don't want to turn this into a, a sales team bashing session, but uh, I do want to talk about aggressive behavior both internally and externally. And it was just interesting that running this session today for this construction company who are in the after sales area, uh, many of the challenges they were facing were being created by expectations and perspectives of sales teams and salespeople that perhaps were not matching what the expectations of the business were, nor what the expectations of the external customer was. And hence, uh, the organization not delivering according to the expectations they set, and it's starting to affect their bottom line, but also the level of engagement within the business. And so we covered a lot of different information today in different topics, and it just so happened we were talking about sales, but we're also talking about uh, the external client. And what was intriguing that often people are taught, and this group this group was no different, they've been taught that, hey, the customer's always right, so do whatever you can for the customer, bend over backwards for the customer, because customers are good for business. And yes, that is true, however, customers, and we know this to be true, customers are not always right. In fact, rarely are they right when it's all said and done, but they'll use that terminology, they'll use the phraseology, and they'll use the environment to try and create an impression that, hey, the customer's right, you need to do anything and everything to appease me as a customer because you need me more than I need you. And that's not actually 
Correct. And sometimes people can get really aggressive with their approach to organizations. And hence, we talked about a number of things today in terms of how to deal with these difficult people, particularly around aggressive behavior. And so some of the things we we talked about, and, and one of the things we need to be really conscious of, not just as sales leaders or salespeople, but just people that are dealing with others on a daily basis, is we're all different. And we tend to have different approaches and we tend to have different perspectives as well. So whether it be our personality style, our approach to doing business, the way we listen, we're all different. And I introduced to the group a, a model called the 3D model, which was talking about, well, when it does come to dealing with uh, difficult conversations, difficult relationships within the workplace, but also with external stakeholders, challenges that often arise are usually caused by one of three things, which can all be related to and linked to being different. Now, there is diversity, there's divergence, and there's division. From a diversity perspective, you've got things like, well, people come from different cultures. People have different ethnic backgrounds, and therefore they'll think differently, they'll communicate differently, they'll behave differently. Uh, You've got educational backgrounds that are different. So one of the clients that I'm dealing with right now, he has a lot of people in his team who don't have a high education versus people he's dealing with at his higher level stakeholder management group um, have a much higher level of education. So there's a lot of differences when those two groups come together. And often one of the biggest challenges is that neither group can empathize with the other group. So it does create some, I guess, diversity in terms of differences. You've also got your different personality types and you've got your different age groups as well. Then you've got divergence. So you've got a divergence of opinions. You've got people who have different values. You've also got people who have different perspectives and different ideas, which can create some tension and can create some uh, gaps in behaviors and therefore great gaps in communication within a, within a team. And then you've got division. So division is typically about reporting lines. You might have people who are on different reporting lines who have different KPIs. Uh, and many organizations are very siloed, so you've got different job roles with different expectations that may not necessarily be consistent with other key stakeholder groups you have to deal with because they have different KPIs, different objectives that they're focused on. Uh, and so you've got these, you, these what I call the three Ds. You've got diversity, divergence, and division, which creates difference in terms of how we deal with people and, and what we see in, in workplace relationships, but also in external relationships. And often when these differences are in place, it can create an environment where there's tension that builds up. And this often leads to people behaving in certain ways that are not necessarily conducive to good outcomes. And this is why we need to be really conscious of the different types, be aware of and empathize with the different backgrounds, and be aware of any signals or any triggers that might actually lead to behaviors that could be moving towards being aggressive. And there was a lot of examples that the guys shared with me today in terms of aggressive behavior that they just didn't know how to deal with it effectively. So I took them through an exercise and we started to really talk about different types of behaviors, but really focused in on the aggressive behavior. We also talked about passive behaviors, passive aggressive, but also giving them some tips around being really assertive, which I won't do in today's episode. But uh, we wanted to delve into aggressive behaviors because this was by far the biggest area of improvement that this guy, this team needed, this team had identified, and they just needed some help. So hopefully this uh, will certainly help them in terms of their level of confidence, being able to now more proactively deal with some of the challenging people and situations that they find themselves in. And hopefully this can serve you as well, particularly if you've got people in your team who are dealing with some really strong characters within their portfolio. Maybe you've got some internal, uh, really strong characters internally that you've got to deal with, that your team has to deal with. And looking for strategies, looking for ways to help 
uh, create a better environment and, and deal with these aggressive behaviors so that we can get an outcome that hopefully at the end of the day is a win-win. So there was a number of things we talked about and I just wanna run through these at a high level and, and just give some thoughts on each of these. And as we do this, think about your environment and the people within it who perhaps are being aggressive and how you could use some of these tactics, some of these strategies to create better environments to get better outcomes. So the first one is from an aggressive behavior point of view, one of the key things we have to look at is how do we calm down the environment? Now, one of the worst things you could possibly say to anybody when they're being really aggressive is these words, calm down, because that is literally like taking a barrel of petrol and pouring it on a fire, it will explode. In many cases, people will become even more emotional and get even more aggressive. So the one thing around calming the environment is we never ever say the words, calm down. What we do do though, is we allow the person to cool down. Now it means that we'll use a calming voice. And one of the greatest ways to do this is to create silence, to allow the person to aspire to get out of them what it is they wanna get out, right? If they wanna yell and scream and carry on like a, like a pork chop, then let them do that, but don't react to that. And this is where it's important to choose our responses rather than reacting to the situation. So by calming the environment through allowing the person to cool down, by creating space for them to share what it is that is on their mind, and by using a calming voice and not becoming emotional and not using the tone of voice that they're using, because that again will actually match fire with fire and that can actually blow up as well. You will notice that they will just in their own way and at their own pace, start to reduce their level of aggression. Their level of emotion will start to go down because they notice that you're not matching them with their level of aggression. Now, this doesn't always happen, but in most cases by creating that space, using a calming voice and allowing the person to share stuff and being patient with them, they will naturally start to reduce their level of aggressiveness. The second point is to listen more than talk. And unfortunately, many people when they're faced with an aggressive person tend to want to go on the defensive or on the attack straight away. And so you'll see two people having a conversation which then links into an argument and they start to talk over each other. So one of the key ways and strategies to actually prevent aggressive behavior from taking hold is to simply listen. Allow that person to talk. Allow that person to get everything out and use, uh, use questions such as, is there anything else or what else? Uh, little, little tidbits, little keywords that you use to get them to speak more because what we wanna do is we want them to remove all of that anger and get it all out on the table because only then can we look at it and choose what is the very best response that we can put in place to that behavior or to the situation that they're talking about. The other component of this, of course, is when you're listening, you're actively listening and acknowledge that you're understanding what they're actually saying. That might mean taking their keywords and rephrasing it back to them so they get an understanding that you actually heard them but you've also understood them and therefore you get them, which, which says to them, hey, this person's actually listening and through that process, they will also start to reduce their level of aggression but it's really about creating that space. The third tactic or idea we talked about was uh, pointing out the anger. Now, a lot of people are simply not self-aware or aware of how their behavior impacts other people. Now, this, this for some people will take a bit of courage and it depends on your own personality style as to whether you'd be comfortable doing this, but often describing the impact of that the anger has on the situation is a great way of pushing it back to the individual to say, hey, your behavior towards this situation, your behavior towards me, it's creating this situation, this is the impact. So it's a way of saying, hey, stop it, buddy, or else we're gonna stop this conversation or you're not gonna get what you're looking for. But just pointing out the anger and helping people um, understand that the impact of the way they're behaving is having a detrimental effect on the relationship and therefore our ability to help them. So 
this this doesn't always work and we need to have a level of i guess self-awareness and confidence to be able to do that but it is a very effective way where we can point out the anger and do it in a way that is non-emotional it can very quickly result in the other person realizing that the impact of their aggression is not going to be a, a good outcome and they'll stop it or they'll start reducing it naturally the next one is avoiding responding with aggression and this is all about maintaining self-control and this is the difference between reacting to a situation and choosing the best response. Now, I've often said to leaders, and I often say on this podcast, it's not what happens to you, it's what you choose to do in response to what happens to you that is the most important thing. And this gives us a level of self-control and also gives us a level of personal power as to what we do next. Irrespective of what's in front of you, I'm always saying to leaders, we've got to take responsibility for 100% of what is happening in front of us. Because what that does enables us to choose the best response in that situation. And therefore, by avoiding responding with aggression, we can maintain that level of self-control. And there's more likelihood that we can get an outcome that is going to be a win-win, or at least get to a position where we can appease the aggressive person and they'll start to reduce their level of anger and level of aggression. The fifth one is to uh, deal with facts. Just purely deal with facts. Remove all the opinion uh, remove all the emotion and simply acknowledge the facts. So if people are actually going aggressive uh, and typically when people are aggressive, they become highly emotional and through that highly, highly level, high level of emotion, they become very illogical and sometimes irrational. And so they will say things and they'll make stories up. What we need to do is not get caught up into that and we need to focus on what are the facts? How do we apply logic to this? And how do we remove ourselves from the emotion and not get sucked into the vortex of emotion because that's exactly where aggressive people would want us to be because that's how they get their get, get their way for want of a better term. So applying facts and applying logic, not getting involved in emotion. And the last one we talked about was expressing empathy. So acknowledging the feelings, acknowledging the situation, acknowledging that they're feeling uh, quite uh, aggrieved or whatever the case might be based on the situation you find yourself in. But acknowledging a right that they have to be emotional and saying it's okay. Not accepting it, but saying it's okay. Now, one of the key things that I've often shared with uh, with leaders and teams when it comes to sharing empathy, uh, very rarely should we use the word, I understand. Now, many people are taught the word understand as part of an empathy process, and they'll often say things like, I understand where you're coming from, uh, I felt the same way, and this is what I found, etc., etc. One thing that I've learnt, and this has come from a lot of mentors of mine, that every word in the English language has a weight to it or a poundage to it. And using the word understand, depending on the personality type of the person you're having this conversation with, they can take that on board and, and quite literally understand that as part of being empathy, and that's fine. But often, they'll take it as a bit of an affront. They'll take it as little, literally being patronizing. And so the word understand is not necessarily the greatest word that you're able to use when it comes to sharing or demonstrating or expressing empathy. A word I like to use in its place is the word appreciate. Now, it doesn't presuppose that you understand where they're coming from, but you can appreciate. Now, the word appreciate is a lighter word, and it does actually then enable us to express our level of empathy with an appreciation, not necessarily an understanding. And when we do that, we can actually then acknowledge the feelings and appreciate where they're coming from, and hopefully then continue on with a with a reasonable, logic-based, rational-based, common-sense-based conversation to hopefully get to an outcome. So they were the six uh, key strategies, key ideas, key tactics that we talked about today in terms of dealing with aggressive behavior. So I trust that message helps you if you're finding yourself or your team are finding themselves in situations where they're dealing with really aggressive 
stakeholders, whether that be internal or external stakeholders. You might actually have some other strategies, in which case, hey, if they're working, keep, keep using those. But if you haven't developed some strategies or you haven't thought about some tactics, then please give these, these ones a go because they work. They work in many different circumstances. They don't always work, but in more cases than not, they do work. And we can very quickly get a situation back under control where somebody who starts off being aggressive can get down to a point of not being as emotional and therefore we have a much better opportunity of having a rational-based conversation and getting to a great outcome. So hope that message serves you and serves your team. And as a key reminder, as we finish off for the week, if you're interested in taking your sales leadership to the exceptional level and really helping your team to drive those replicable but also sustainable results, then please let's start, let's have a conversation. Let's start working together one-on-one, and we'll do that over the next 90 days to take you to the exceptional sales letter status where you get more money, more meaning, and certainly better sales results. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, we'll jump on a Zoom call, have a conversation, and we can start working together as early as next week. So I look forward to having that conversation, look forward to working with you one-on-one and helping you on your quest to become that exceptional sales leader. But I also look forward to talking to you on the very next episode early next week of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Have a fantastic weekend and all the best. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.